guys, it's Marvin Ambrosius here for another podcast, Five Minutes with Marv, but with a difference. Um, it's not going to be a five-minute one today because this is the Champions Edition, and I've got one of the most amazing instructors, someone who's from my hometown of Liverpool. Um, I have got Mr. Richie Swan with me today. How's it going, Richie? I'm good. How are you? I am great. Thank you very much. I'm just so happy that you agreed to come onto my podcast show, but Do let me share what? a little bit. Uh, good. I'm just mad on your Scouse accent. Do you you being from Liverpool? I'm like, going, oh. That doesn't yeah. sound scouse. Yeah, I left I left quite young, but both my parents are still very scouse. And I it get everyone makes fun of me all the time for the fact that I don't have a scouse accent, but you can't keep it for that long if you try. I can only say mushroom. That's about it. Do you know it. what? Uh, <laughs> what? My dad's from Edinburgh and he's been in Liverpool for going on 50 years and he's still got a broad uh, Scottish accent. There you Not go. Not lost it. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. But like, yeah, <laughs> well, my, my heart is in Liverpool. But yeah. let me let me touch base and let everybody cool. know how I know you. So basically, I met Richie um, in Rise Cycle in Liverpool, like one of the probably to me, the best studio for cycling in the country. I'm going to throw it out there. And it's not just because... I'll um, throw it out there with you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not just because I've been there and they were gracious enough to let me teach classes there. It's the atmosphere, it's the energy, and it's the people. Now, yeah. you can go to many gyms around the country, around the world. If the energy is wrong, the classes aren't great. But that's something that you brought there, Rich. And like, when I saw your classes and you came to mine, we share the same energy. Yeah, and yeah. That, and, that, and that is one thing, and that's one of the biggest reasons why I wanted you on the podcast, because... I see a lot of trainers. I don't follow a lot of trainers. And the people that I do follow are people that inspire me and make me want to either not just up my game, but at the same time, give me validation that what I'm doing is the right thing. Yeah, and, I get you. Yeah. And um, I wanted to know from your standpoint, because you're during the pandemic as well, you completely diversified and completely changed your approach in fitness and how you work with people. Let us know a little bit about how you got into fitness, how long you've been a personal trainer and what your ambitions are moving oh, forward. Oh, wow. So, Joe, you know what, right? I fell into fitness. I was in, well, you're similar to you. We've both had pretty unhealthy pasts. Yeah. So you were more likely to find me at the chippy than a gym at one point, Joe, you know what I mean? And then I was working in a restaurant as a waiter. And it was in the day when your internet was on dial-up, plugged into the wall. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and um, I was looking for a job and this advert come up and it was going, uh, can you inspire people to be better? Do you want to change people's... And I was going... And I was reading this advert and I was going, oh my God, I really want this. This is what I want. And I applied for it without even knowing what it was. And then I got this phone call going, hi, it's LA Fitness here. And I was like, LA Fitness, what? Fitness? <laughs> and then it was a sales job in the gym. Ah. So that was how I got my foot in the door. So I went down at the interview. Um, for the first five years, I was um, just selling gym memberships. But yeah. I'd done really well. It turns out I had the gift of the gab. I was quite good at getting people to buy into it. And um, when I got a manager's job there, I had to become fitness qualified as well as part of the, ah. the role. And I remember when I was doing the fitness qualification, I had no interest at all in doing it. I was like, I'm quite happy being in the office, working to my targets. And and this guy who was doing the course was going, you really should be doing this. Like you're a natural with people, you get the yeah. best out of them. And it was a, and it was a couple of years later and it was only when uh, my sister passed away when she was 32. Oh, to hear that, and something in me just changed when it was like, because she went to a personal trainer and he helped her to do um, a charity trek through Borneo. Oh, okay. And what, what he'd done for her, and I was like going, 
like it just resonated with me really like, and it's yeah. like I just really want to be able to do what he done for people like my sister and that kind of opened the door to my reason to go into fitness was yeah. to to help people and get the most out because you do realize you only live once yeah and, and fitness like it isn't a natural antidepressant and we live in a world with so much mental health getting thrown about and you go people are going to the doctors and they're going have this tablet have that tablet and like just get out and go for a walk or move. do something that's going to move you and make you feel good. And you don't need half the time, don't need half the stuff the doctors are pumping you with. So that was, have I answered everything there? I felt like yeah, I no, no, you didn't. no, 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 you're in the, you're in the right realm. I like it. And like, just speak to me on, you know, when you then got, when you were going through the level two and level three, what was the light bulb moment when you went, wait a second, my transferable skills of helping people this is something that I can actually do and really help people. Like, what was the moment when you're like, I can do this? Um, well, to be honest, the first time I'd done my level two, I had nothing at all because I had to have the qualification for the job I was doing. Ah. So, so I'll tell the truth, but I've had to redo the exam since, so it's okay. <laughs> I actually got one of the fitness instructors to do the exam for me. <laughs> the examiner went, I'm just going to go for a coffee. And I was like, hey, Kennedy and now do this yeah. exam. That is so funny. <laughs> but then when a real it was um when it resonated with me when you said about I can change people's lives was literally doing gym tours, selling the gym and yeah. sitting down and getting people because I don't think a lot of people realize being a PT isn't showing someone how to squat, it's getting people to believe in themselves and Motivation. it's getting most of it, but also like getting their, their mindset to start thinking in a different way where they go, I can do this, and they start believing in themselves. And I already had that just by walking around the gym, talking to them and getting them yeah. to sign up to join a gym for a year and getting them to go, wow, I can actually do that in this gym. So yeah. it was literally all I had to really do was learn the technical side, which is how to train someone, because I already had all the other stuff, I think, through years of sales training and motivation training and whatever, yeah. that had all built being built up over the 10 years prior. Yeah, see the principle, I always say this to people, the principles of exercise is one thing that you learn, but I always say to people, it doesn't matter how many PTs or how many people I meet, you can't teach people how to motivate people. So, no. I always, and I've always said like, when you're like, you've got to have, I would say an understudy, someone that you look for underneath you to try and kind of build them up to try and do what you do in a way, but it doesn't work. It's either you've got it, or you don't. And that's, you know, and that's it. It is. It's you. You either care about people and you want to, and you're inquisitive and you want to find out why they haven't got to where they want. And it's just I'm a nosy person in general, yeah. and I generally am interested in why someone hasn't done something in the past but wanted. So it's. I think, and, and I think a lot of people have these thoughts in the head but never speak them out loud. And I think when they actually say something out loud to you, it becomes real, and they have to face up to what's held them back in the past. Yeah, and then having that ability to get someone to say it out loud and they go, and they have a light bulb moment to go, shit, it's, it's me who's been in my own way for all these years, nothing else. Yeah, no, exactly. But you did say as well, when you were obviously going through hanging out in the chip shop phase and eating <laughs> all, the, all the bad things, when you were doing that, like, what was the biggest weight that you got to? Do you know what, right? I was always a skinny kid. You were that so, lucky guy, wasn't you? Well, no, because I was then skinny fat. So ah, were you all belly and all skinny belly legs? And ah, just little lanky limbs. Leg and limbs, yeah. <laughs> I was unfortunate. I was all over, like for you some all, reason. Yeah, but at least you carried it. I never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, Joe, what it was, like I say, working in the gym, 
yeah. maybe then go to the gym where I'd never have dreamt of going before that. And I invested uh, in a personal trainer myself. Yeah. And she was amazing. And she just kind of, again, gave me the confidence to believe in myself and made me speak out loud the stuff that has held me back. And I think once you get that book, and it, it does, doesn't happen instantly. Yeah. Like, it does take, us, I think, a couple of months before you go, wow, I'm seeing these differences. Oh, yeah, I feel good. And then once you get that bug and you feel good and you notice the difference when you stop training to training, it really drives you to just to keep it as part of your life. It's like putting your shoes on to go out the house. It's just part of your daily routine. No, exactly. But see, you've just you've just hit the hammer on the nail. And that is the journey. Because what you did was, because you went on the journey yourself of finding your fitness, when it was time for you to give it to someone else, you knew the stages of grief, you knew yeah. the stages of pain, you knew the stages of disbelief, you knew the stages of when, ah, oh, I don't think it's working, to actually... It's week four, you're going to feel like yeah. this, where you I, knew to say to someone, I guarantee you can make bets. And I do this for people all the time. I'm like, I will give you your money back if you don't feel like this on this month. Yeah. Because well, you I've, know. I've sat there arguing with myself half an hour before a PT session years ago when I first yeah. started. And I'd be like, Shall I, what excuse could I come up with to get out of this? Or the gym's shutting at 10 p.m. and it's like five to nine and you're like, and it's like that you've just left it all day and, and yeah. you, you, you have that guilt, but you can't be asked going. But, but you know, once you get past that phase, yeah, it's like literally the most amazing experience of how you feel. Like, yeah. like just feeling good, feeling confident. And do you know what? Like I said earlier, you only live once and the rest of your life is such a short time if you're not feeling confident and if you are feeling shit. So... That's the biggest thing to me is just improving your quality of life and your happiness. No, exactly. And with um, teaching that, obviously finding your your niche in what you do, I, I always say there's different types of motivators. You you crack me up because you literally will say- I've every, got Tourette's. <laughs> yeah, every, bad, every bad thing that someone wouldn't want to hear, but in a jokey way, you'll say it. Come on, fat ass. Come on like that. You, you'll go all out. But the funny thing is, because of your personality and people knowing you, it's never said in a way where they'll take anything personal because they know it's coming it's from a place. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's coming from a it's different place. Yeah. I think if I said it, people would literally be like, what? Like they'd be like, yeah. what did you say? Like, but the way you do it is like, you can't teach it. Like, you do you know what I think it. it is, right? I just look at what, what motivates me. And to me, exercise should be fun. If I go in and you've got an instructor who's really serious, doesn't crack a smile, doesn't have a joke, I don't want to be there. Yeah. So I just go, to me, I just go, give me some personality, interact with everyone in the room, make them feel like they're part of it. And I would, like, I do go a little bit to the bone, but I only do it to people who are know. Who you know. I wouldn't just say it to a stranger. It's like, if I've got to know someone coming in regularly, and they know my personality, that's when I'll then abuse them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think then, because they come in and they go, they have a good laugh, you've personalised it to them, they feel motivated and excited to come to, to, come to a next class. Exactly. And, and that's part of it, isn't it? It's just having a good time. No, precisely. And when, when I first, I remember the first time I taught at um, Rise in Liverpool, it was funny, I actually phoned up because I walked past it because my mum literally lives two minutes away. And I was like, um, can I see the studio? And I was like, yeah, come in. And I asked and I was like, I was like, I'd really love to do like a residency some weekend class. And I was like, if I ever asked that in London, 
everyone would say no. They, they, really? Like, yeah, they, they would go, you've got to apply, you've got to do this, you've got to be on payroll, and da, da, da. And I was like, do you know what? Because this is Liverpool. Yeah. I, was like, I, I said, if these are my people of the people that I know that are just so cool, they will, they will look me up online, they'll look at who I am, look at what I do, and then they'll go, do you And know? they'll go, yeah, come in. And they'll go, come <laughs> in, have a go. And that's exactly what happened. And then when I came in, I was like, can I come in once a month? And then I was coming once a month to do the weekend. So I was doing the yeah. Saturday and the Sunday. And I was like, do you know what? I'm having more fun doing this than teaching my regular classes. But it was because of the audience. Yeah. I felt like and everyone there is so ready for it. They want to sweat. They want to hear the music. They want to feel pumped. And I was like, do you know what? I'm so energized when I go there. I just love it. And when you were there and you came in my class and you were like, I'm going to steal that move. And I was like, I was like, you can have it, Rich. It's cool. It's <laughs> we won't it. say what move because I think I've yeah. said it's mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's cool. But do you know what? It's great. It was just such a family environment. And I could tell that yeah. every single week, those people weren't missing a session. No. And do you know what? It, it's become like a bit of a cult following now where people have the, the, the same bike every week. They like to be yeah. in the same position. The, and if, they, if you take them out of the routine, oh, my word, oh, don't oh, mess I can with imagine. them. <laughs> I, had a, I had a conversation with this the other day about someone said, as an instructor, it's up to you not to let people have their bike. And people were like, what do you mean? I said, I said but unfortunately, when it gets family orientated like that, you say to them, you have to get here early and put your stuff on the bike because yeah. I'm not being responsible for it. Or go outside and fight it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, you know, because some people like, they'll have a crap class just because they're not on their bike. Mm-hmm. They'll actually have a bad yeah. class. I, under, I understand it though. I get the logic because you're next to your people. You feel yeah. like that. You, you've got your view that you want. But I always say the closer you are to the front, the more you're going to feel our sweat. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really excited because we're opening again. Um, ne- we haven't opened yet. I so know. we're opening next week. Oh. Um, and we've had a big refurb. And so I'm oh, just really, really excited. Yeah, yeah. What's been done? What's been done? What's been done? They've made the Joe the back room, which was like a little gym. Yeah, they've, they've knocked the whole wall and extended the whole side of the building, and um, it's turned into like a bit similar to a Baddies Boot Camp and Co Box mix. Perfect. So perfect. But yeah, nice. just uh, do you know what? I feel like I haven't listened to music for five months properly since the beat. Because you haven't Cause, felt you haven't felt the music. Because at home, when you're teaching these classes, we'll come to that in a yeah. minute. It's like you're hearing the tin, you're seeing yeah. the trebles and the mids, but we haven't felt the bass. Well, it's not just that for years. I've listened to music and you go on a night out and I'll be in a club and I'll go, oh, wow, I can do a tap back to this. Oh, that'll be good. And you like that? I could never listen. In your now head? Actually, yeah. Well, now <laughs> I can listen to music as music rather than for a class. And now I'm going to retrain my brain to go back to listening to music to how it's going to work with my class. Oh, but it's, it's been five months. I'm sure I'll spring back into it. Oh, you'll be, you'll be fine. I, I, I hopefully, I'll be down like hope in the next month, and I'll, I'll come down just to do one of the classes. Yeah, definitely, that'd be then, brilliant. Because I, I, you know me, like I love fitness, but I love more than anything is the energy. Yeah, well, we're Joe. What we're coming to London in July, and the place I always go if you've been at One Rebel in Victoria. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't actually, uh, I haven't actually been there yet, but I love the venue. I never, that, I've never been. Joe, what, that's the only reason I got. I feel like I'm in a Janet Jackson video in the eighties. Yeah, it's just I, unreal. I it's just, I just look at it and go, how much did this cost? That's all I think when yeah. I see it. I'm like, I'm like, this must have cost a lot of money. It's unreal like, though, isn't it? Because it is pretty crazy. Yeah. Like that. But that's, but the thing is, what that's doing, I felt that Rise has that. But one thing that you had even better, again, which you can't get is the audience. That's why I was saying to you, 
you've got all these people around London that are trying to go to that one destination, but they're yeah. scattered from so many different places. They're all trying to get an experience, but they're not the same group. Yeah. So it, so it doesn't have the unity and it doesn't yeah, where have you the, get to see people, you have that and community and you don't, and you don't have that vibe and people start shouting, making noises and you don't have that. And that's where I'm like, how do you build that? And it's so difficult, but I feel like you are an instrumental to the fact that you have built a cult of people, not just for that gym, but for you. They're coming because yeah. your, your, your classes are literally booked out. Yeah. They're, they're always booked out. People are booking weeks in advance. And if they miss yeah. it, they're, they're upset. They're asking you to do more classes. Well, I'm getting phones up going, can you push us in? I'm like, I can't, I can't create a bike out of thin air. It's like, can we have your bike? You just teach without a bike. No, we can't. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a no-no for me. Like, was, you know what? Someone said to me, can you teach off the bike? I said, I've been sick before and I'm still on the bike. I'm like. See, I do what I find I get more off the bike. I go over to people and they're like in the face turning the resistance up for yeah. them. And- but just again, your style, I love that you do that. And like, that's what I but the thing is with me, I'm like, I'm, I'm always on the bike. I just talk, I chat the whole time. And I haven't, I think the last class, I can't remember the last class I taught because obviously the pandemic, I yeah. haven't done any class. I've well, mine was back in December at some point, the last class I taught in, in a studio. That must have felt weird, wasn't it, when you first went back in? Well, you were all in lockdown and we got released. You got released. So- I don't know how Liverpool got let out. They were like, we were like back in the studio. And I was going, what is going on here? And then it was for about three weeks. And then they were like, no, everyone's back in now. It was weird. But, uh, I, I said it was going to happen, but I went to my mum's that weekend because I, oh, I yeah. can see my mum. I was like, so I went to see yeah, her. Yeah. But it was just so strange. But tell me a bit about the, the transition for where you started your, first of all, you did it for free, which was your yeah. online Instagram lives. But then you transitioned it into a body transformation program. Tell me a little bit how that came to your mindset. So, do you know what the the daily class I, when we went into lockdown, I I was like going, what am I going to do? Like for one, I'm going to go insane. I've gone from working all over the place from seven in the morning until nine at night to being locked in the house. I thought I'm going to go insane if I have no structure to my day, and it's quite easy to end up sat down and doing nothing all day. And so first of all, I was like, right, let's just do some kinds of Zoom classes or something like that. And then I was like, no, do you know what? I found, I found out about Instagram Live because I'm not very techie, believe it or not. Yeah. It's like, I've literally had to learn how to use technology and I'm like the worst thing in the world. And I was like, someone was doing an Instagram Live class. I went, do you know what? Let's try this. So I've done it. First day I've done it, I had the camera because I didn't realise you could turn your camera to look the other way. You had so, I had, so I couldn't see how many were on and who was doing it. So I was just doing it to the back of my phone, praying that it was in shot. And then, Joe, you know what? Once I'd done that first class, I got a, like, a few messages going, that was brilliant. So it was like, right, I'll do it again. And then I went, okay, let's do it Monday to Friday, 10am. And it just, it just gathered momentum at a massive pace. But I was really lucky in terms of... Um, so I had a few high-profile people on the classes. Mm. Uh, my mate was Heidi, or is Heidi, who was in Sugar Babes. Yeah. And she had posted about it, and then Kate Thornton jumped on it. Yeah, I And then that, Matthews yeah. jumped on it. And then next minute, they were posting that they're doing me class. And so many people just started. I think there was one point I had, like, 500 people on daily yeah, live. Yeah, I, I was like, saw oh. that. That was really awesome. I was, was like, really what's going cool. on here? And then the longer we went into lockdown, and we were, we were unsure whether we were going to come out of lockdown, I was going... I was enjoying doing the classes, so I thought, I'm just going to carry on doing them. And I think it was six months I'd done it for free. Yeah. And then, and I was getting to a point where I was 
torn between going into the studio and making money, doing the class free at home. Blah, yeah. And I was like, right, you know what? I can do something with this. Because I already do um, in the natural gym, a body transformation course where they do 12 weeks. They get weighed yeah. each week. They have a workout. Yeah. They track the calories. And I just transitioned that online and yeah, done the exactly. same. So made it about calorie counting, a weekly weigh-in, as well as a daily class. And then on Instagram, I post up information each day just to keep them on, on track and, and yeah. education on how to get the most of the fat loss journey. Yeah. And I never really expected anything of it. Um, and I was like, right, let's sell this, blah, blah, blah. And the next minute I have 500 people joining up and it's been like that now since last October. Yeah. So I'm like, fingers crossed to continue because I love it. Well, no, you can. You're, it's good because you can. You can scale. And I always say to people, there's there's one thing having a a really mad, crazy amount of people following you. But I always yeah. say, what you want, you don't want followers. You want believers. Yeah, and that's it. That's what you want. And you've yeah. got a niche of people that will consistently do exactly what you're doing and go. No, I know what the results I'm going to get is because I did it and it works. Here are the pictures to prove it. Well, do you know what? That's the you just hit it there on the end because it's opened up. Obviously, I couldn't train 500 people a, a, a week oh. in the gym. And it's opened me up to so many people and not even just around the country. Around, I've got people in like Australia, in Canada, in, in Italy. And just seeing people around the world who are getting results and feeling yeah. positive and, and messaging me going, do you know what? I've never enjoyed exercise. I've never wanted to go to the gym. Um, I can't believe how much I can laugh at the same time as having a workout. And do you know what? It's amazing that it can still be translated across by a screen on a phone yeah, and but, not in person. But again, that's that's a testament to you as a trainer. That's not an everyone thing because you've. I know you've seen it, Rich. Don't pretend you haven't. You've seen the, the massive profile people with big, huge profiles doing these classes online. Zero personality. Like literally, <laughs> they're like, we're going to do some squats now, starting with three sets. We're going to go down in 10 reps, starting from now. That's exactly what it sounds like. And I'm watching it. I'm like this. I'm like, are you be I'm like, are you being serious? And I'm looking at the amount of people viewing it. And all I think to myself is not you should be coming to my class. I'm like, there's plenty of classes you should be going to, but not this one. Yeah. This, 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 they're what? missing out. I just go, good luck to them, isn't it? They're, doing, they're trying to... Uh, what's the what's the word adapt yeah um, um and you're right some people are probably a bit more natural at it than others yeah. but there's uh, a difference between being a class instructor but that's where being yeah. a class instructor helps you win because yeah of course how, if you're a pt but not a class instructor completely different completely it's a, it's a completely different world to present because technically i always say to people my comfort zone is presenting i love an audience I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a singer i'm on a stage I'm ready to perform. So for me... Well, that's what it is. It's performance. It's, yeah, I want people to be motivated. Yeah. And I want to get hype. And I want everyone else to get hype. But if you, when you're PTing, it's, it's a different different mindset. It's a different way of talking. So when you can incorporate both ways, you hype, and then you say the gems that get everyone motivated yeah. in between, that's, yeah, yeah. Where I, that's where I saw your translation hitting everyone. And I was like, yeah. all I was going was this. was like, he's winning. He's winning. He's winning. I, I, I love because I because I just I love to see people. I love to see great people win. Yeah, and watching yeah. watching watching you do what you've done and just knowing you um has just been it's been an honor to watch. Honestly, oh, it's been thanks, brilliant. Marv. I've I've actually sent people to you. 
Oh, cheers, like, mate. Because I stopped doing my lives and it was like, who should... I said, oh, you're not doing your lives anymore. I said, well, I'm going to be charging soon. Don't worry, you can yeah. wait. I said, for now, if Richie's still doing this for free, go to Richie's. Yeah, yeah. So, so have, you got, have you done your own online program now as well, have you? Yeah, because I done. I started an online program. You were doing the... F- the fit in five but what i did was i did like 30 minutes of fit in five so it was all five minute blocks so people aren't used to working in five minute blocks it's exhausting so yeah i started doing it and then the results were crazy and then i said let me take it off because i'm giving away too much that's how i felt i felt i was giving away too much for free and then i said all right let me focus on my app my app was finished and then i integrated the live into my app so i started a small group in that group so you can do your live on your app yeah exactly that's amazing yeah so i want i would have to pick your brains about this after this yeah we'll we'll get in trust me i've got got you i've got i've got a business water for you that's gonna smash it (laughs) and then and then i I got this small group involved one of them lost two stone and then reversed her type 2 diabetes the other one lost two stone and the other one lost it and i was just like do you know what it isn't about the mad numbers. It's about this. This is why yeah. I do this. It's to get that that person to get to that destination. It's about changing someone's life, helping them change their life. Yeah. I don't want like, not, not get to watch thin. me. Yeah. I don't want people to watch me. Yeah. I want them to be accountable to themselves. Yeah. And and that's exactly what happened. And I just feel like this is where the fitness space should be. And I feel like that's why I said part of this champions um, podcast is to make sure that people can find themselves if they do need to feel motivated to go to the people that even I would go to if I needed that motivation. Brilliant. I wish I met you when I was overweight and I hadn't, and I didn't, and I didn't actually know what to do because I would have probably not, I probably hit about 20 pitfalls of yo-yo dieting, doing stupid, like drink diets, everything, losing the weight, putting it back on. What I needed was a Richie Swan. Like, but you know what? Everyone's been through, like who have spoke, my mom, she yeah. was she's been from as long as I was a kid, she was massively overweight, like yeah. way up in the 20 odd stones. And it took her up until she was almost 60 to lose nine stone. Yeah. And it's and you just think, Joe, we have come so far now on and it is the basics basics of it, fat loss is, is yeah. quite simple. It's not easy to do. Yeah, but it's, it's simple in terms of saying what it is. Yeah, yeah but being consistent with it because we well, want results fast. That's the yeah, problem. but I feel like it's only been like a bit of a, a boom about this calorie deficit and being consistent and flexible diet and without having to do stupid diets. It's been yeah. like the last three or four years has been a big buzz about it. Yeah. And I, I feel the same about my mum where if she had had all this in the 80s, she would have never have been exactly. like so overweight for so long and taking it till such a, an older age to lose it. Yeah, and happy. And the thing is, like you said, the quality of life, like I feel like a lot of people that I've met that have been older missed out on parts of their younger years because they were their confidence wasn't there. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Like a good probably eight to 10 years of my life, I was very overweight. But the difference was, I was actually quite happy for a duration at that time because I was happy. But you know what? I was going to say, my mum's always said... I'm happy when she was larger. She was like, yeah. always, she was always a confident bigger woman. And she, she always, did. but I'll tell you now, she's lost all the weight. She's more confident now than she was back then. Exactly. So she, I feel like sometimes it's a little bit of a smoke screen where you yeah. think you are, but now I've seen the difference and the transformation in it. 
she yeah. she is a hundred times more confident than she was. Yeah, well, I think we all build a wall. And yeah. We tell, and we tell ourselves, oh no, this is me, I'm fine. And you you have to do that because you're actually just trying to convince yourself because otherwise you'll just Of course break down. it is. You'll yeah. Just, you'll just break down because you don't want anybody to see that of you. And I'd done that for a long time. And then it was one day when I, I remember I went to get a suit somewhere and they had nothing that fit me. Like, was this your breakthrough moment? Yeah, 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 like nothing fit me. And I was like, I've got to do something about this. This is just a joke. I was like, why? And I kept on thinking, how is it I used to be a professional athlete and I can't just do something as simple as lose weight without playing that sport? But I'd never known anything other than playing that sport. So I couldn't play that sport because my ankles were bad, my knees were bad. Yeah. And I was like, what am I so going to do? So once you tried that suit on, what, what was the, so you put it on, you're like, God's sake, this doesn't fit. What did you then do? What was your journey from that? Do you know what? I literally went to the gym and I just said, let's let's just do let's just do as many as long as we can do a day. I was doing just basic cross training. I remember it was so basic, just there, 20 minutes. And I said, all right, the next time I do it next week, I've got to get a further distance on the cross yeah. trainer in the same amount of time. And then I said, All right, now let me do half and half. And now I can start running. And then I then turned it into, let me start doing some HIIT training. I didn't know what it was. And I started doing Insanity. I'll never forget when I started doing that, which was a bit crazy. Hey, no one ever forgets when they first do Insanity because yeah. you feel like you're going to die. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> walk for about, I remember I couldn't walk for about three days. Yeah. But, some, but something clicked with me. And I think it was the personality of Sean T. Yeah. And I was very similar to him in characteristics. So I was like, I like this. And I like the way he talks to me. And I felt like this talks to this speaks to me. Exactly. That's what I was. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, if you can, you, it's, you're motivated by what motivates, isn't it? So it's trying yeah. to get across what motivates you to other people. Yeah. Because you know how it makes you feel. Exactly. And I could tell that he believed in what he was saying and believed yeah. it worked. And then I was like, I'm going to do this. So I lost all my weight, went down to probably the most ripped I'd ever been in my life to the point where no one recognized me. And then I became an insanity instructor. I went all out. Oh, really? Yeah, I went all out. I went all out. I was the first, I was the first, yeah, the first ever insanity instructors in the country. I was in the first 20 to become one. Wow, that's and amazing. I, and I was teaching it everywhere and it was, it was a hit. Like I was, and that was my side hustle. So I was making that as my side job and yeah. I was making good money from it, but I was enjoying it. I love doing it, but I kind of lost myself because I went from being so big to so small, so quick. I kind of just didn't, it was like, I didn't know this, who this new person, this new body was. So it was yeah. like a whole new world to me. So I was kind of trying to adapt to the new me, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it completely <laughs> makes sense. Cause I think if you have been big for such a long time, you, yeah. you, you you kind of, when you get to the shape you want, you still have that mentality of being a bigger person. You, it's like shallow hell, I suppose, but it the is, reverse. It is. It's exactly that. <laughs> Where do you, you don't what? see what you've done. Exactly. I used to get up in the morning, and I still do now, and people don't even believe me. I have, I look in the mirror, and I forget that I'm thin. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking to see the bigger version of myself. And I'll wake up and go, oh. I'm like, oh, you, you lost you lost the weight because of the, the amount of years I looked in that mirror and went like that. And then finally it's like, no, this is you now. You're not you're not ever gonna go to that size again. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I have to still remind myself that you were once that guy. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Like, and it is okay to it is okay to look back because you know what you should it's about being proud of what you because it's a it's a tough thing that you've achieved. And yeah. if it was easy, everyone would be doing it and there'd be no such thing as a fitness industry because everyone would just do it themselves. Exactly. So what you're doing is you're just walking proof it. It can be done, which yeah. is unreal. 
but I love how that you went from corporate management sales and incorporated that into your business because a lot of people don't realize like transferable skills in business is very difficult. But you know what right when I was doing because obviously I'm, I was working from my phone just Instagram private messages taking payments and it was like all them years at that sales office it paid off. off so much because I had me bought up to keep me in track of who's on what and who's across and it was like yeah all them years have paid off for me right now. I was made up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you must have been, because obviously you're tracking everybody's weight. You're tracking the weeks, who's paid, who's not paid. People don't realise that is a business. That is a, yeah, yeah. It's a full-blown business. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've had to take on some staff now to help me out. So that, oh, that's yeah. how it's growing as well. So I'm made up. Yeah. It's like, it is, and it, I've got, like you said, you've got your app. I'm, I've got a website coming out soon. So it is, it's a bit like when you say, um, you look back at your, at yourself from being big to thin now. It's almost like I look back at being corporate to fitness now and I'm like going, you, d- you don't understand how it's happened or it's yeah. just been a bit of a, you're being blindsided and you're like, next minute, how the hell has this happened? Yeah, exactly. And But then it, again, it's like you found something that you're, pa- you're passion and that's yeah. what it is. It's like, you're not doing a job because you fell into it. You fell into something that actually became something that is part of you. Well, do you know what, right? I've been sacked from nearly every job in my past for being disruptive, for being loud, for being hard to manage because of, I'm not very good at being managed, believe it or not. And now I can, I, I can see that, but not in, a ne- not in a negative way, but I can see it in a way it's like if you're, if you believe in something to work, I know that you're not yeah. going to stop. But also, I like to understand why. So I'm like, if you're asking me to do something, please explain to me <laughs> where not a lot of managers like that. But now, I'm being like I'm doing really well and being successful in everything I've been told not to do my whole life. Yeah. So and I'm like going, I'm shouting, I'm listening to music, I'm having a yeah. laugh, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm making a living from it. This is work. I'm like, this yeah. is unreal. You're um, enjoying the process. Yeah, I'm helping fe- people feel amazing about themselves at the same time. Like, you can't even call that a job, can you? I think that's that's the that's the dream right there to do something <laughs> to work but not feel like you're getting up for yeah yeah and that's but then you, again the rewards of this job I always say to people second to none the best you're literally changing people's lives yeah like they're 100 you, while you're sleeping someone is feeling good going out getting ready to go somewhere where they wouldn't have done that before so well how many times have you had a selfie off someone in a in a nightclub toilet go oh look at this shot <laughs> Drunken girls are four in the morning. Look at the arms in this dress. The thing is, though, one thing about Liverpool, which cracks me up, that's the thing. In Liverpool, they don't care. They'll get, they'll send them things to you all the time because they're oh, so no, literally happy. all night. They're so happy. <laughs> but the thing is, they, but they're so grateful for it because yeah, one hundred percent know that they want you to know that you were instrumental in this happening. Yeah, I think that's what's so important. That's why I brought to you about saying, when I when I contacted Rise and went in there and said, can I teach there? That is one of the biggest differences between living in London, being raised in London, but always knowing when I go back to Liverpool, that's the kind of treatment I get. Yeah. I'm used to that. Like I, I expect, cause I'm, I'm problem, I'm raised as a Northerner, but in London. So my expectations are always like this in terms of how people treat people. But in London, it's nothing like that. <laughs> Is it's mad, isn't it? Because I've got so many friends in London, but I I don't know what it's like to live there. I literally, I'll turn up for a weekend, have a great time, get that piss so I won't remember, come home. (laughs) So I don't really. (laughs) How much people, when you're walking the street in Liverpool, how many people do you say, ah, yeah? How many people do you say that to? Well, people just say hi to it, even if you don't know them. It's just a. All right, listen to this then. In Liverpool, you couldn't even count that number. And every time I go to Liverpool, I probably can't count. In London, I can count how many times that's happened in my life. 
No, really. That's how different it's strange, it is. isn't it? No one's you know to each other. Maybe be no the one. change and just start walking up to random people and go, "How you doing?" <laughs> You know, honestly, I'd probably end up being in people probably running, calling the police if I started saying hi to people. Because people, honestly, I tried to do it one day as a joke, and me and my me and my wife were laughing about it. And I said, "Just say hi to someone," and they literally were like, "Like, like, really?" Sh- like, there was like, "Whoa!" Like, what are you this, They're so shocked. But then it's like that that whole northern experience of my parents. I'm like, I'm so blessed and happy that I I always yeah. say I'm so happy to say I was born in Liverpool, and I'm happy that my family are from Liverpool because. I've been given the things that the gift of being able to have that personability and being personable with people. Yeah, Cause I yeah. feel like everybody in Liverpool is really personable and we are nosy. So that yeah, really we are helps. nosy. It's and just a natural thing. It really <laughs> helps. We want to know what's going on. Like yeah. what's going down. <laughs> FOMO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Rich, um, I just want to say again, thank you so much for um, coming on this podcast, but I want to know what does the future hold in store for the Richie Swan empire? Oh, do you know what? Right, honestly, I do not know because every year for the past five years, I've gone, how can next year be better than this, this year? Uh, do you know, like each year's got better yeah. and better. And I just go each year and pinching myself going, how, how the hell has that happened? So I just go with if things can, even though lockdown was a shit year last year, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But yeah. business and success-wise, I go, if next year can be equally as successful as that, I'd be a very happy man. And if that can carry on for the next five, ten years, hey, I'll be blessed. So I'm just going to ride with it. I'm not going to set any any goal too high or whatever. I'm just going to, as long as I'm enjoying my job, as long as I'm helping people change their lives, as long as I feel good getting up what I'm doing, I'm happy. That is, that is awesome. And Richie, thank you so much for being an awesome fitness instructor, personal trainer, entrepreneur and human being, mate. Thanks ah, for coming on the show. Thank you. Same back to you. Oh, thanks, bro. Cheers, Marv. See you in a bit. See ya.